Welcome to GivePod, the podcast of the Greater Vancouver Board of Trade. Our sponsor for Small Business Month is our new pillar partner, RBC. Esqueo is a Cree word for woman. It is also the name of a relatively new airline in British Columbia, owned and operated by Tierra Fraser. Tierra, nice to see you. Thank you for joining us today. Oh, it's a pleasure to be here. Thank you. Esqueo was chosen to celebrate the first Indigenous woman-owned airline, and you're a pilot. But as a pilot, you know, there's the love of flying, Mm. but yet you started an airline. Why? Well, uh, as a pilot, I've been in this industry uh, for a long time now, and um, I have had an air operation previously, an aerial survey company. And the idea for this airline was born actually a long time ago. And um, we're, we're taught from an Indigenous perspective to um, use the, um, the wisdom that we've been gifted and the um, gifts that we, that we have to serve in community. And so I wanted to bring together my um, um, love and support for small communities with my aviation background and find ways to be of service, to support small communities, to uplift um, in particular Indigenous tourism, and um, to connect travellers with each other into the land. Let's talk about the launch of Mm -hmm. your airline. Mm -hmm. So you launched in March of 2019, and 12 months later, the pandemic hit and travel virtually stopped. Stopped. What happened? How did you respond? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we, we made the launch announcement, as you say, in March, but we actually didn't have all of our certifications in place to commence operations until October 1st. And then literally a couple months later, as you say. So we had a full, our first full season was fully booked. We were ready to roll um, or fly. Uh, and uh, it was devastating to, um, you know, it takes a long time to get an airline up on its feet and, and have it take flight. And, um, you know, to have, of course, all of us in a position where we need to make responsible choices around our, our travel and, um, you know, to kind of see everything that we'd worked so hard to, you know, vanish overnight. But... Um, you just have to work with 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 what's happening, uh, with what is. So we um, pivoted and we pivoted mm. again, just like everybody did. That and key word of the <laughs> pandemic, pivot. I know pivot, I'm so pivot. tired of that word pivot. If I could find a better better one, I would use it. Uh, and just responding to all of uh, the changes, we um, we did an airlift campaign where we raised funds to bring uh, essential supplies into Indigenous communities when invited, and bring the um, the the essential um, goods that were needed. All you know the PPE and you know all of those masks, but also you know, gardening supplies and security equipment and 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 different things. So we we tried to be really creative in finding ways to continue to be of service um, with um, with what we have to offer um, during the the challenging times. But I can tell you that. Um, you know, this is a pretty difficult venture uh, to begin with. And, 
but an, an airline startup in a global pandemic is, you know, literally uh, next level hard. You must have had lots of sleepless nights. Mm, lots of sleepless nights, lots of tears. Um, and, um, and, you know, it, because of community, the way community comes together, um, you know, you, you, you band together, support each other. And, you know, that's how you, that's how you make it through. And then fast forward, well, we're still in the pandemic, yes. so we're not fast forwarding, no. we're just forwarding. You had <laughs> your first commercial flight in August, and it was between Qualicum Beach and YVR. Yeah. What did that feel like? Yeah, uh, pretty amazing. You know, this has been a very extraordinarily difficult uh, journey. And, but in that, we've started our own maintenance organization. We brought a second aircraft online. And then, yes, so excited to have launched scheduled service, our first scheduled service between Vancouver and Qualicum Beach on August 16th. And it, Congratulations. Thank you. And it feels amazing. It feels incredible to continue to um, move ahead uh, despite the, the, the challenges and the setbacks and the barriers that exist. So what did you learn over these incredibly challenging months mm -hmm. that you might be able to impart to some of the people listening, some of our region's business leaders who started their own operations or initiatives mm -hmm. during a pandemic? Mm -hmm. What I've learned is, um, and I, I maybe didn't learn it, but just a deeper remembering of how important community is, how important it is that we um, that we come together, that we stay connected, that we support each other, that we uplift one another. And um, that, that is how we um, make great things happen is by being in, in community. And what I'm inspired by, I always try and find the good in everything. And, you know, this pandemic has offered us some gifts and it has forced all of us to be more creative, more innovative um, than possibly ever before. And I'm witnessing um, new ways of thinking. I'm witnessing, uh, like even the regulator, uh, responsive and appropriately responsive and uh, figuring out how to how to remove barriers in a in a way that is is really safe and this idea with the pandemic whatever happened before doesn't even doesn't even count anymore like it's not like you can go back to historical data and this worked and so there's this beautiful rich uh, opportunity to say um, okay ev everything um, is nothing like it was before. So how do we want to come together and, 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 and really think about how we want it to be in the future and, and, and create it? That reminds me uh, a little bit about the work that you did in, as you're a visionary of the Raven Institute. Mm. There is some alignment there. Mm. So maybe you could tell us a little bit more about what the Institute is mm. and and some of the things that has happened and it, that it has done. Mm. I would love to. Um, the Raven Institute. Um, we have 
um, I, I'm going to talk about one initiative in particular, which is Raven Speak. And Raven Speak is all about um, Indigenous uh, change makers, um, visible, masterful, amplified, and connected. And uh, so we run a program uh, basically to um, offer a space for Indigenous leaders to to find their medicines, uh, to find their voice, to find their story, and and then to share it. And um, because I want to see Indigenous peoples have wisdom to offer in every single conversation that is happening. Um, it's not about having an all-Indigenous panel or a once-a-year all-Indigenous event. It doesn't matter what we're talking about. Indigenous peoples have wisdom that we need to hear, and I want to hear that wisdom everywhere. And so this is an opportunity to, um, uh, to support them in, in, in delivering the messages that, that they want to deliver. And so what I'm most proud of is uh, during the pandemic, uh, Kiana, who leads up this program, led a all-Indigenous youth um, program, and they shared their stories. Um, on uh, If you go to ravenspeak.ca under the Talks tab, you'll be able to see, I think there's close to 30 talks, and you can hear from all of these incredible Indigenous wisdom holders sharing their stories about all different kinds of, of things. And that, for me, is one of the most important um, things that I um, uh, am a part of. And education and awareness is one of the most important things we can all do. And especially, you know, we have just recognized our first National Day of Truth and Reconciliation. And education and awareness is such a, a vital part of that. How did you mark that day? Mm-hmm. Um, well, um, I was in Qualicum Beach. <laughs> and, um, you know, it, it's a big day. Like, this is important for us to recognize uh, as a country um, the genocide that has uh, taken place in our country and how are we going to reconcile it, right? That's where this word reconciliation comes from. Like first we need to understand the truth of what's happened because unless we understand the truth of what's happened in its wholeness, in its fullness, um, we cannot meaningfully step into reconciliation. And the whole idea of reconciliation is to reconcile, to reconcile that which has been unjust. And so... The fact that the day exists, I hold my hands up in deep respect for Phyllis Webstad, who's done a lot of the work uh, to bring this to uh, reality. To see the orange shirts uh, is beautiful. And so for me, I spent it um, doing some educating. With the Raven Institute, we have an entire pillar of uh, building bridges work as a Métis woman, I see it as part of my responsibility to uh, build bridges. And the one thing that I wanted to talk about um, and that I'll share here is the idea of economic reconciliation. How do we um, how do we reconcile 
the injustices that exist in the economic gaps between um, Indigenous and non-Indigenous peoples in our country and how do we recognize the systemic um, oppression that has resulted in those huge gaps. Like with the Human Development Index, which measures quality of life, you have um, the average... um, um, Canada ranks anywhere between 6 and 10. You apply those same metrics to Indigenous people on reserve, and it's 63rd. That's the economic gap that exists. And so our responsibility to step into reconciliation in all of our unique ways. But in particular, you know, I believe that co-creating the conditions for Indigenous business to thrive is the single most natural effective and swift pathway to economic reconciliation in our country. And also one of the most vital things for all of us to do as a, as a community, to go back to community, to thrive. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you talk about this, um, I was reading your company statement, um, mm. Escoyo is committed to giving back to our team members and to our community through commitment to reconciliation, conscious capitalism, environmental initiatives and mentorship. Can you talk a bit how you integrate that into operations and maybe talk a little bit more about conscious capitalism? What mm. does that mean to you? Mm-hmm. Capitalism is such a weird word. <laughs> uh, I'm all, I'm so uh, attuned lately to like the language that, that we even use. But um, I'll bring it back to one of our values of reciprocity. Um, so how do we, you know, the natural law of reciprocity, how do we, how do we be in reciprocity with, um, with each other? How do we be in reciprocity with, um, uh, with our prosperity? Well, how do, how are we sharing, right? That from in a relational worldview, um, an indigenous worldview, how, how, how are we sharing? How are we taking care of one another, right? It's, it's that, you know, simple or, or, or basic, how are we in reciprocity? And when it comes to how are we in reciprocity with Mother Earth, um, you know, which we all have such an enormous responsibility and an urgent responsibility, um, is you know we offset our uh, flights, we carbon offset. It goes into the Great Bear Rainforest um, in uh, here in British Columbia. Escuayo Air, we are seeing ourselves as the bridge between traditional air transportation and the sustainable technology of the future. So we are heavily involved in and um, invested in uh, a zero emissions aviation ecosystem. Escuayo Air is one of 18 founding members of the Canadian Advanced Air Mobility um, Consortium. And uh, we want to be a part of, um, this is what I say, Escuayo Air uh, is committed to uh, being part of uh, reimagining, rematriating, and rebuilding an aviation ecosystem that centers equity and sustainability. Such a competitive industry and mm. also one that has been just impacted so much by the pandemic, but looking at Truth and Reconciliation, and one of the other really urgent issues for all of us as a community is around climate change. So Mm. you're talking about how you're offsetting some of your actions through your work at Esquire Aware, but 
Is that one of the things that is top of mind for you in trying to integrate all of those together as an airline operator? Every day, every day. And when I first launched the airline, when um, media would ask me, what is the big vision? And I knew what they That was one of my questions. Right? (laughs) And what is the big vision? And I knew what was expected or even desired was, you know, we'll be across the country, we'll have hundreds of airplanes. And um, speaking of reconciling, I could, I couldn't, I couldn't reconcile that, although there was some part of me that wanted just that, that thing. But when I um, took the pathway um, into, you know, what does it look like for zero emissions? What does it look like for a new generation of technology? Then, then I could see what the big vision is. My role and responsibility to help transform our industry into one where we walk more softly on Mother Earth, where we are able to get uh, where we need to go uh, with more ease and um, with less cost. And we're able to um, connect communities in a way they've never been connected before. And what I'm really proud of this consortium, the Canadian Advanced Air Mobility Consortium, is it is a real and genuine um, um, commitment to creating equity as we rebuild this this new system. Because let me tell you, one of two things is going to happen. We're just, I mean, aviation is, you know, literally been um, in, a, is in a bit of a shambles on the floor as a result of COVID. So one of two things will happen. We're just going to rebuild it the same way by the same people, or we're going to do it differently. And uh, so let's do that. And I think that's a good lesson for a lot of industries and organizations. You know, there's, uh, I think, a, a recognition that we can't just go back to what was. Uh, no before times. That Why would we want to? It wasn't working. <laughs> so how do we, you know, and it's, it is a phrase, the build back better, um, but really reimagine what the future can be. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and to create, um, we have many machine-type systems in our uh, existence, and what we need are more relational-based systems. And so, you know, let's not just, you know, take what was there before, but let's actually, like, truly reimagine what what does it take um, for us to build systems and economies and communities um, with the next seven generations held in mind and heart. So you're now literally at the helm, at the wheel of (laughs) this uh, airline, but you are also literally still flying. So how do you manage to do both? I know. um, Somebody's, I'm not super prompt at email. I get back to everyone, but sometimes I'm literally flying all day. We have duty time rest periods back it, the next morning. So, um, but I love flying. The, what do you love about it? Mm. So, Bridget, if you can just imagine literally spreading your arms or spreading your wings and witnessing the land from the sky just as a bird would. And you see how small you are in 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 the world and how 
um, Amelia Earhart says, you haven't seen a tree until you've seen its shadow from the sky. Do you think you will continue to fly even as your airline grows? Um, some, <laughs> not all, um, because part of my job as a leader is to um, allocate uh, resources wisely and with care. And so, but I, I love to fly and uh, I certainly will, will, will keep doing it. Speaking of leader, you were featured in a DC comic, a new graphic novel, and I'm looking at it here, The Wonderful Women of History. You're one of 18 women featured, including, listen to these people, the late U.S. Supreme Court Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg, U.S. Congresswoman Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, Beyonce, and Serena Williams, among just a few. Remarkable company. So how did this happen? I don't know. <laughs> The illustrator uh, reached out. Um, the uh, author, um, Lori House Anderson, um, hand selected um, women that she thought were reflecting of the essence of Wonder Woman, which is um, um, advocating for justice, justice in our world. So I have no idea how I caught her attention. I think I'm the only um, Canadian in the. Mm -hmm. Uh, in the book, and I did not get to see the book until it was uh, actually published. It just I just got a copy of it last week, and um, so I have no idea how it happened, but I can tell you it feels like such an incredible honor to, uh, to be thought of as a leader who is um, fighting for, for justice. And it's interesting because... I'm working on my PhD right now, and I'm studying the concept of warriorship. And I define warriorship as standing fiercely with deep love for what matters. And I think that that is the essence of um, the incredible human beings uh, that I'm alongside in this graphic novel. A PhD where are you going to find time or where are you finding time to do that? I know. Um, in, I have given it a back burner a little bit while I, you know, ensure that Esquayo Air can persevere through um, this relentless pandemic and go on to thrive. And, but I, you know, I reprioritize uh, all the time. I, I, um, and it's all connected it's all connected. So as you say, we are still in the midst of this pandemic. If you are to look out, oh, let's say five years, mm. what do you think this region will look like? And what are your hopes for this mm. region? So my hopes for this region uh, are that um, Indigenous peoples, all Indigenous peoples are like truly uh, honoured for their, um, their voice, their worldview, and their wisdom. And I see that wisdom everywhere. And my hope for this region is that um, everyone is a part of creating this um, zero-emission 
uh, aviation ecosystem and that we're working together towards that. I can just see even, you know, connecting between here, uh, downtown and um, Vancouver Airport and other places. And I would love to see everybody um, being part of a future in their own way that has us walking more softly on Mother Earth. And I keep saying that because uh, we absolutely must. It's urgent. Well, thank you for sharing your voice and your wisdom with me today, Tira. Ah, You're most welcome. That is all the time that we have for today. Once again, our sponsor for Small Business Month is our new pillar partner, RBC. Tira, wonderful to speak to you. Thank you.